Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Texas Private School Podcast. This is episode 17 of the second season. We are now jumping into our off-season episodes. As always, Walker Lott and Ryan Schroeder join me, Walker Lott, from actually Fort Worth now and Ryan Schroeder from Frisco, if that's still correct. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so used to I'm so used to College Station and Stillwater. It's throwing me off a little bit. But, I mean... We, we have actually a lot of information for this episode. There's a lot of things that we've seen. Ryan actually has been at the McKinney Christian Roundup Tournament. He's seen a lot of stuff there. I will be at a tournament coming soon. Walker has been putting in an ungodly amount of work for this award show that we are going to get off the ground. But Walker, just give us a quick little peek into what we think that we're going to be seeing in the award show and how that's coming together behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, we're changing up a little bit. We kind of talked about like, kind of extending it out to give more recognition. You know, we, we, the whole thing is about giving recognition to guys who don't always deserve it or should deserve it. I guess if that's the big, biggest thing. And we started it last year where we, we knew a little, and since we've now actually done a whole you know season about this and uh, finally that season's coming to the end, we're, we're more knowledgeable than we were last year. So we're able to do a little bit more uh, awards wise. I mean, you know, we have a bigger community, uh, and I just feel like it's a time to go a little bit bigger and give more recognition. So, for example, we had like offensive player of the year and defensive player of the la- last year. And that's still what we're doing, but we're also going to add more positions. You know, for offense, we're going to do quarterback, running back, and receiver, i.e. tight end as well. And then for defense, you have, you know, DB, linebacker, and of course, offensive defensive line as well. So you're, we're, extending, we're extending them out a little bit more. We're adding an underclassman of the year, which I think will be pretty cool. Um, give some of the younger guys some love too. And then uh, I'm trying to remember if I've added anything else. Oh, we will be adding uh, another award, which is going to be called, I think we're still trying to figure out exactly what we want to name it, but kind of like the hard award, a guy who, you know, gives it all for his team, you know, is a passionate about the game and does everything he can to win. And I think that's someone, you know, just has the heart of a, like a warrior and a champion and a winner. So I think that's something that we really are going to take pride in and kind of like everything else is always, you know, always great to have, but I think that's one we're going to take pride in to making sure we get the right, right guy for that winner. Uh, probably. You know, I said this last time that it would come out like a week ago, but uh, hopefully we come out for the next episode. We'll have the semifinalists out for uh, the award show. So, yeah, stay tuned. It is a ridiculous amount of work that is, I guarantee you, getting done. We are all everything or everything will free up a little bit after Christmas and we will all be able to put everything we have into it and get it done for you. We are all incredibly excited. Merry Christmas. I mean, Merry this Christmas. Will, yeah, this is I, I, guess, I, I guess this will come out either at or after Christmas time. So I guess that was my fault for not saying it in the intro. Merry Christmas to you and all your families. I know it's an incredibly special time, and we hope you are all spending that safe with your loved ones. Ryan, you were just at the McKinney Christian Roundup Tournament. I mean, I'll let you detail that in detail later. But, I mean, some very, very quick thoughts and you just being able to go out and cover basketball again. Yeah, no, I'm back home, and this has been awesome. I love getting to go out and, you know, see some guys play, see some uh, even football names. I've got to see some football guys play basketball a little bit. Now football guys get to go transition to basketball, so it's been good. It was definitely cool getting to go back home, and I've, I've gotten to see a good amount of private school basketball, so I'm excited. 
No, for sure. It's definitely been nice to to come home and at least hit the reset button, if not for only a little while. We've all been working our absolute butts off during football season. So it's nice to be back in a home environment, be able to reset a little bit. We're all actually going out and basically doing more work the next coming week. So stay tuned for that. We will be all over your schools and uh, putting together this award show. Like I said, I will be at the TJC Wagstaff tournament uh, this coming week to watch Brook Hill and All Saints. I will also be watching Grace Community and Bishop Gorman in basketball. So I'm going to hit all of my bases for Tyler Private School basketball while Ryan takes care of the Metroplex, if, if that's still the plan. Yeah, some, something like that. Something I, like I, that. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to see as many teams as I can in DFW, if not more than that. Yeah. No, I mean, we're it, it's coming together. It's a tentative plan, but we're working it out. But with that being said, we are actually going to start this episode by taking a look at the Texas private school football guys' rankings for defensive backs. And just a subtle reminder, none of us are Texas private school football guy. If you have any complaints or suggestions or compliments about these rankings, they don't go to us. They go to him. We're two, two separate entities. People seem to forget that. However, we are going to start with defensive backs and at number one, to no surprise, is Daniel Demery from Parish Episcopal. Number two is Micah Bell from Kincaid. Number three is Christian Wells from Colleyville Covenant. Number four is Carter Stoudemire from Plano Prestonwood. Number five is Gerald Lacey from Nolan Catholic. And rounding out number five is Javon Williams from Fort Worth All Saints. So, Walker, there's a lot of firepower, especially in the top two of this list. Both Demery and Bell are offered by numerous Power 5 schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think of these top five names, and is there anything that surprises you with who is listed here? I mean, I don't think so. I think everyone pretty much got it correct. I think those are the top guys. You know, learning about these guys, you know, we've we've been known – of we've known for a very long time how good Demery and Micah Bell are. I mean, they're you could really say I like one A, one B. I think they're really good players, and you know what? That's why Power Fives are all around the country going after these guys. It's gonna be intriguing to see how they are gonna end up and where they're gonna end up. Because um, I don't know it's it's very intriguing because I was at the AM camp when Micah Bell ran in the four threes. Uh, yeah, true track speed. Um. <laughs> Yeah, he ran a like a four three eight or something like that. It was very very impressive in front of all the AM coaches. So I was like, all right, we we I remember like having to ask around. And I was like, is this kid actually like is that for real? And they're like, yeah. But um, I mean, and then Daniel Demery. I mean, he's a true leader, a captain. Uh, his ball, a uh, football IQ is insane. You know, that's why he's had like I think like five six interceptions on this season this year. I mean, that that's everything you want in that defensive leader in the back uh, the secondary for your defense. And then Christian Wells, Mr. Do-It-All for that Covenant team. Very underrated. I love him. I think he's a great player. And then looking into this Carter Stoudemire kid, uh, very impressive this season for him. I mean, he's 6-1 corner, got offered by SEC, uh, Mississippi State, and others. I mean, it's very, very impressive. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, his uh, recruitment goes along for the next year. Yeah, no, there is a there's a ton of good players in this list. By the way, these are 23 defensive backs. They're juniors now, they'll be seniors next semester. I don't or next year. I don't think I mentioned that off the top. 
but these if this is the class of 23. Ryan, your thoughts on this this incredibly star-studded list of defensive backs. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can tell you right now, I've only really seen two of these guys play in person. I saw Micah play in person, and I can tell you right now, Micah deserves exactly where he is right now. I know uh, Daniel Demery is a very, very, very good player, but I'm telling you right now, Michael Bell, if he's not – if if he's – not doing it on offense, he's doing it on defense. I mean, he 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 can go out for a ball. He has a ton. Of, I mean, I think he got two interceptions in the game that I was at, the state championship game or something like that. So, you know, I know he's good. Um, and then Gerald Lacey. Gerald Lacey's a stud. Gerald Lacey locked down um, the one of the number one wide receivers at Prestonwood when I went to their game. So I, I have no doubt that those guys are top five worthy. Um, and uh, Carter Sarnemar, I mean, I, I, I would love to – and make it know that, you know, Jackson State's a great offer, too. I mean, you said Mississippi State, SEC, but Jackson Jackson State's, or, uh, Jackson State's a very good offer now. I mean, go play for Dion and all that, right? Play with Travis Hunter. Yeah, Travis Hunter. Right? Oh, Number one dog. That's a dog. Dog. Yeah, but there you go. No, I mean, that's a good offer. There, there's, I'm telling you right now, these guys have a lot of good offers. I mean, if you could, if you're looking, at the screen you could see that the one and two guys have offers flooding around them but uh, christian wells deserves some love too I, I'm, I'm waiting to see when his offers come in this summer yeah for sure i also need to get out and watch javon williams i haven't gotten a chance to watch all saints yet in person somehow that that slipped our schedule this year but next year for sure i'm definitely looking forward to watching him and seeing what he can do in the defensive secondary well the thing about it is is I think he's the yeah he's the one that had to go up and play quarterback this year when Parker Clark went down. That's right. So I might you would have oh, even goodness. seen him on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and I will give him credit. He he could throw the ball. I mean he 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 was no slouch of a quarterback. So very very impressive um, by his part. But yeah, I think whoever takes over, unless they keep him there next year, they, you put him back to the where he's usually at. Uh, he'll be a dog there next year. Yeah, yeah, that's no, what you I call an athlete. That's what you call an athlete, right? Yeah, there. no kidding. You gotta have a pretty high football IQ to switch from, from DP to uh to quarterback on a on a dime like that. Hey, two incredibly... hardest two hardest yeah. positions of football, people would argue. You're not wrong. Well, I, I I played defensive back, so I'm sure as heck not gonna argue there. But I mean, yeah, I mean that was the uh, at least the top five defensive backs from the Texas private school football guys rankings, and now we transition to the top five wide receivers. Number one ranked is Chris Powell Freeman from Fort Worth All Saints. Number two is Jacob Trimble from Fort Worth Christian. Number three is Jalen Gardner from San Antonio TMI. Number four, Christian Wells making his case for another side of the ball at number four from Colleyville Covenant. And number five is Joseph Moreland from Austin St. Michael's. Walker, I'll turn to you again. This is a, a kind of an underrated group in the class of 23. As you see from those top five guys, only Chris Paul Freeman has offers and some offers from some pretty daggum good schools. Your thoughts on the top five from the class of 23 receivers and private school. These They got some dogs in here, man. They really do. And like, you know, we mentioned that, but like some of those, hey, Braylon Gardani, Brian Domino is still on that list. And, you know, we can go all down the list, but Caleb Mathis from Grace Prep is really good. Coco is chic from Pre- Prestonwood. You know, uh, that's uh, uh-huh. Ryan's guy. Uh, Jackson, yeah. Bobby, that was not bad. Vince, Vincent Doucette. I, I, I don't want to go all down the list, but like there's some dogs in here down the line all the way. But yeah, 
Let's talk about these guys. The fact that like Jaden Burnett and Ricky Gonzalez are six and seven, and for any probably any other year would be a little bit higher. Just just shows how good this you know uh, twenty twenty three wide receiver class is. Um, I saw I've seen Paul Freeman and I've seen Moreland play. Uh, okay, let's think about it as this right because they're all different types of receivers, right? Christian Wells, Powell Freeman, other stuff. They're more, even though they're slot guys, you know, shorter, quicker, faster. Joe Moreland is that guy on the outside, go up and get it, vertical threat. And I think that's a different thing about him, uh, which I, I think is really, really impressive about him. I I, I know he says he's 6'2". I think he's 6'3". He's a big boy. Um, and I think he's underrated. Out of all those guys, I think he's the most underrated of them. Powell Freeman is quick, man. He You can see why he has the offers he was when I watched him against San Antonio Central Catholic. He's a dog, man. And I know, Ryan, you're going to talk about Trimble because, you know, I, yeah. I haven't seen him play. but uh, And you have to give him credit. Ricky Gonzalez had 1,000 yards on the year. And also, Jaden Burnett, I think I almost had 700 at Nolan. Uh, and in an offense that had a 1,400-yard rusher in Kawan Lacey. So uh, it, it's very, very impressive. All those guys are really, really good. I mean, rankings-wise, I, I haven't seen Christian play, and he played quarterback this year, so I don't want to tell him anything about that. And I don't know anything about Jalen Gardner, and I would have to look into him more. But I, I'm a big, big fan of Joe Moreland. I, I put me down for oh, Joe Moreland. Joe Moreland hype is real. And, hey, Jalen – I yeah. saw him in person. That dude, that dude's good. I, I even told him after the game that he is the real deal. So I trust me, at least two thirds of this podcast are on the Joe Moreland train. Let that be known. But yeah, Jaden Burnett, I think he's a really, really good receiver. Um, I really do think so too. Xander Romero. Uh, these, these are some dudes on this thing, man. We got a really stacked 23 receiving receiving year. So no, I agree. And you know what? I'm going to say this. I, I don't understand how Domino isn't higher here. You know how many yards Domino had this season? 1,126. Wow. He had 17 touchdowns as well. I just I, – I know that this isn't stats. That stats are pretty much for all district, all state, and this is basically on how good of receivers he thinks they are. But I've seen Domino in person. The dude's good. Like, he's really good. And I, I know I've raved and raved and raved about the Fort Bend receiving core, and people are going to call me biased, but I really do think that Domino is, without question, a top five receiver in this class. I'll go to my grave saying that. But, Ryan, I mean, we just talked about – oh, also, I said that Chris Palfreeman was the only guy in, in the top five that had an offer. That is incorrect. Jalen Gardner has an offer from UTSA, Meet Meep themselves. Ryan, your thoughts on the top five? I had to steal that from Walker real quick. Meet me. <laughs> uh, Jacob Trimble is who I was yeah, definitely going to talk about. And you talk about Joe Moreland being a guy that, you know, you throw it up to him. Because, yes, Pal Freeman and Wells are both slot guys. I, I know you said that, and I, I agree with you. Even though Wells seems to play every position on the field, I guess he also <laughs> plays slot receiver. Uh, uh, athlete is what we just need to put him under. Athlete. We can't keep giving him spots on every list is what I'm trying to say. But Trimble is the same as Moreland. I mean, literally, they would throw deep routes to him, and he is so quick that he could just go there. But he's like, he's also can body kids too. Like it's, he's only 5'11", but it almost feels like his vertical is good enough on those deep routes to, you know, to, to jump over a guy and go up and get it. But what I have to say fully is just because I saw him play legacy is it almost seemed like, you know, they would, uh, they would just step back in the pocket. And then by the time that 
you know, he, he'd been sitting in the pocket for not only two, three seconds, Trimble was already, you know, 40 yards down the field <laughs> and they're like, Oh, well, we'll just throw it that way now. But it, Trimble is, is insanely quick and he's a very good receiver and his receiving yards would tell you that like immediately. Uh, another guy I saw was Jaden Burnett. I saw Jaden Burnett play. I think Jaden Burnett is very good. I had a conversation with him and talked to him about how good of a receiver he was. The kid is, and he's a respectable kid too. I mean, he, I'm a big fan of Jaden Burnett. I want to see Chris Powell Freeman. That is going to be something that I need to see. I want to see a forward with all Saints game next year. Um, and then Derek, uh, use bio, I don't know how to say his name. I didn't actually get to see him play when he was with, with Prestonwood. I, I, I don't know if he was playing or not. I don't think so. Cause Coco got all of the receiving yards that game. So I don't even know if he was playing. If he was, he was locked up because he wasn't getting a lot of receptions. So, Credit the Nolan defense for that, or he wasn't playing. So, but I, I, I would, I would be excited to see how he does, um, like a, against a regular defense. I'd say, but yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta, this is such a stack list, y'all. I mean, if, if if there's any list that's gonna be stacked for class of 2023, go check out the the wide receiver one because this this is legit. No, there is some serious talent, as there always is. And people people neglect looking at TAPS and SPC for recruiting, and I think that greatly hurts a lot of college programs. I do think there – and I'll go to my grave saying there is so much more talent than people understand in private school. And that's what we're here for, get everyone's name out there. But that was the top five class of 23 defensive backs and wide receivers. We will continue to – analyze uh the rankings as they come out from texas private school football guy a big thank you to him to for doing that that's a huge huge deal i know for all these kids whenever they come out and it's very good to get these kids names out there which is what we all try to do but transitioning we are now going to talk about all district and all state lists as they've just come out we're basically just going to analyze all state and say our thoughts on what went on there as there always seems to be at least a little bit of controversy. I don't know if there's been a single all state list that has gone off without a hitch, but in terms of division one, I will say what I love. I love river Rodriguez and Silas Gomez getting a co first team all state athlete. I think just the word athlete is a perfect description of both river Rodriguez and Silas Gomez, as is the word tough. Both of those kids are incredibly, incredibly tough. And I think they both deserved to be first team all state, especially if it's under athlete. Um, something uh, going off of Central Catholic, something that kind of surprised me, Ben Rios was not listed as first team all state. I mean, I watched him play. I mean, that that really, really surprises me. I need to look. I'm 99% sure. Yeah, DeAndre Marshall, uh, his counterpart, got first team all state. Ben Rios not getting first team all state kind of surprises me. I think he got, yeah, he got second team. But that was uh, something that I thought was interesting there. And then Sawyer, Sawyer Anderson making second team All-State as a freshman, I think, is huge. I mean, we've always talked about how talented that kid is. I see Walker smiling now. He's a great kid. I mean, just seeing, seeing the young buck rise this quickly is very, very impressive. And obviously, at, uh, at running back, Andrew Paul gets basically a unanimous first team All-State. But I just said, like, a ridiculous amount of words. Walker, I'm going to hand it off to you now. What really caught your eye from Division One All-State lists? Yeah, if we're caught talking first about snubs, I don't I don't know how you who you take off that first team all state offensive line, but the fact that no parish offensive linemen are not on there, that's that's shocking to me. I mean, they had a rusher in Andrew Paul. And yes, Andrew Paul is probably one of the best backs to come out of private school in a very long time, 
But, and so sometimes you don't need offensive line. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, I don't really know who you take off being granted because I, I, I think all of those guys, you're talking about a guy, Caden Kittler, who's going to UCF, Marshall, UTSA, Joshua Cobb, who's been a staple in offensive linemen and top state guys for the past couple of years. Ty Short is 6'7", three-something pounds, 300 pounds at, out of Antonia, who's been a name, and a, he'll go somewhere D1 for sure. And then Jay Slow, I think, is a very you know solid guy over there at All Saints. Um, that's, it's hard to take one of those guys down and put them up, but you have to put in a Hayden Weber or a uh, one of the other guys uh, from Parrish for sure up there in the top. The fact that, you know, Trace Norfleet, I believe, was the guy who won it last year or was first team all state last year, isn't getting it this year. It's insane. And also have to think about this, right? If they're like, oh, well, we didn't put Ben Rios there because you already had Marshall there. They put both Brock Myers there last year from All Saints. So you you can put them both on there. Um, granted, both of them went to Alabama, so it's a different storyline. But that's <laughs> not the same. You know, you get what I mean. Um, but uh, those – Hey, Kawan Lacey making first team all state as a sophomore. Very, very impressive. Um, and I wish I saw Braden Flowers, the tight end. I wish I saw him play because he was He's really good. He's good, dude. He's good. <laughs> well, that's all you need to hear then. Um, I think everything else is like pretty good. I mean, I, I would have to look at it more in depth, but um, here, I'm going to tell you something right now. You know, the guy we just raved about being the number one wide receiver in the class of 23. Yeah, he's ranked eighth. He's second team all state, and he's the fourth ranked second team all state wide receiver. Chris Balfreeman. Yeah, that's yep. There you have it. That's 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 eighth, by the way. And there are there there are other in his grade. There are other people above him that are in his grade. They have Ricky Gonzalez above him. They have Jackson Mobley. And keep in mind, these guys are not like. When we say snubs, we're just saying the fact that these guys were just a little like Ricky Gonzalez and and Jackson Mobley still deserve to be in the spot that they are. Don't get me wrong. However, I think Kyle Freeman deserves to jump them in different aspects just because of the fact that like, you know, if he's all, if he's really all that, then, you know, and he really has all those offers. I mean, this kid can't be terrible. I mean, he's, if well, he has offers from power five schools like that, he has to be a, at least an all state, you know, a first team all state receiver one through four. I, I agree in some extent because I think a lot of it is on stats and how impactful they are. The guy who led that offense for all saints was uh, the running back for sure. Right without it. Yeah. He ran that offense for them. So it was through them. And, the fact that they had to lose their starting uh, quarterback and then also before the season, you thought it was maybe Robert Sanders or you thought it was Haas Henge and then Henge goes Alito and then Robert stays on the defensive side of the ball and then you have Parker. So you're, it was just a lot of stuff. So it was a lot of, you know, I think he only had like 600 yards or like 700 yards receiving where Ricky Gonzalez had almost 1,100 Blake Youngbud had around a thousand. Stafford Thinker had around a thousand. I think Price had like thirteen hundred. So, like he had a good year, Pal Freeman, but it wasn't. I think the other guys on that list. But you can make it like, I, no, I can't even say Jackson Decent. I think had like almost nine hundred yards receiving. So, I mean, that is a very intriguing thing. But 
it's a wormhole we could spend hours going down trying to compare this stat to this stat and trying to piece it together like it's the matrix but it's just it it, it proves how difficult it is really to compile these lists and just i mean things are going to get left off that's a fact there are human people making this list and people are going to make mistakes however i don't know if there's a too much that's really egregious this year but i'm going to turn my attention to defense um no surprise uh, Caleb James and Curly Thomas go one and two for first team all state defensive linemen. I mean, that that duo for Nolan has been good for a long time. Uh, Dimery uh, is the first slot and first team all state for the secondary. No surprise there. I'm scrolling even more. Most of this seems in order, unless any of you guys had any objections to the defense. I, I glanced earlier, nothing really stood out at me. So, what do y'all think, Ryan? Or, yeah, Ryan, you first. Is there anything you have any thoughts on defensively? I don't say anything crazy on this. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, all the guys that I know off the top of my head are where they deserve to be. I mean, uh, you have all the linemen right here, which I don't, does the one, two, three, four, five mean anything? I don't know so, if that means it, so it, it is breaking they- them, right? It is ranking them, but you when you do all state, like if it's if your first team all district and your second team all district, right? For going to state, all the first team all state guys in your position have to go out first before second team all district gotcha. makes it. Gotcha. So it's it's some of the guys like for that D one division one and taps or taps D one in the north. There might be a little more talent there that are you know second team all district that won't make all state higher than you think just because of how many guys are good, if that makes sense. Hey, keep that in mind. Every last one of those guys that is a defensive lineman, they're all North players. Every last one of them is a Northern guy. Isn't that crazy? All those linemen are built Northern. So there you go. I, I You're right. That's how it is. But, I mean, all those guys are Northern. All those guys are, dist- are District 1. Yeah. Uh, another one I saw, Cooper Malin, the other linebacker for Parrish. Uh, had like I want to say I want to I want to make sure I say this correctly because I have it available. He had almost 153 tackles this year and made second team all state. That's kind of interesting to me. Uh, maybe a little bit of a snub there, uh, but I will say all the linebackers on first team all state is very 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 good and had all 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 of them had I think over 110 tackles. So it's not like it's just so far down. But I just saw that I was intrigued, but. Um, yeah, I think everything defense is- looks defense look good in my opinion. I, I like the defense. So, I like the defense more than the office in, in Division One. I. I agree. There's a lot of us to gripe at, but that actually transitions us into Division Two. So we see. Let me zoom in. We see your boy Antoine Polk gets the first slot for All State defensive back, and Jaleel Brown goes second. Eli Smith goes third. They're all All State and Sam Blue. I love this running back class. There's a bunch of tough SOBs. I mean, between Polk, Jaleel Brown, and Eli, and those are three dogs. So I'm really, really happy to see all three of them get first team All State. Um, yes, yeah, this is what I had issue with. Domino uh, for receivers. Joseph Moreland and Domino get three and four. Obviously, Domino, I believe, from Fort Bend Christian's first-team All-State. I don't know how how Creighton, Marcus Creighton, isn't first-team All-State. I mean, I think he was the best receiver on that Fort Bend team, and he's he's got a teammate that jumps him. I mean, Domino, I think, deserves to be there. I don't know how Creighton is. But also, it's such a stacked class. You have Trimble, Long, Moreland, and Domino taking up those four slots. So, yet again, it's kind of a thing of, like, who do you take out to put him in? But, man, it is hard. It would be hard 
for me to justify any way of leaving him off of there. Uh, your boy Tyson Flowers goes first team all state. There's a lot of there's a lot of Eagles popping up here. A lot more um, a lot more Eagles and Cougars, which I noticed there's not a single Cougar on this list, but we'll we'll glide oh, past that. No. Uh, yeah, tr- tr- trust me, I'm I, I'm used to it. It's it's something I've grown used to. But let's see. Oh yes, and another big talking point that I'll actually turn off to y'all. Uh, Andrew Dickey or Drew Dickey gets first team all state over Brady Dever. Now, I don't see I, – I know yeah. Dever's stats. I, we don't have Dickey's stats on hand. Just literally gut reaction. I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but, like, what do you think about that? Because these are two elite-level quarterbacks, and there's going to be a lot of talking over who should have been first-team All-State here. Walker, I'll, I'll put you on the spot here first. What do you think? <laughs> wow, okay. Okay. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, th- let's think about this rationally, okay? Because it, my gut reaction, right, is how do you, how do you put Dever on – second team all state yeah. for how good of a year he had. Right. But you also have to think about, I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate, right? Brady uh, drew Dickey went 10 and own the regular season blew out basically everyone probably didn't have to play until half or the third quarter most games True. and probably put up a stat line out the wazoo this year, mm-hmm. you know, and then he goes in the playoffs and lose what second round, I believe. Yes. Should so be. it's like, it's 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 intriguing because you know I would love to see the stats. So anyone that listens from Austin Regents, please uh, hit us up with the stats from your season. But that is a very intriguing talking point. You put the Vandy commit, the SEC commit, above Dever. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I don't really know his stats, so you can't back I mean, it up. Dever threw for four thousand yards and sixty touchdowns, with only four interceptions. But granted, I need, I need, um, I need Dicky stats in front of me to even make a comparison. Plus, you bring up a good point of of Dickey going out at half most games. Ryan, go. Yeah, no, I yes, he does go out at half. Yeah, I was. I if you're trying to finish the statement, I fully agree with you. I'm not saying that in general. I'm just saying. I think all three of these quarterbacks are insanely good. I mean, Trevor Andrews is an incredible quarterback as well. And he's the honorable mention one, right? Like, you know, all three of these quarterbacks are really, really, really good. Um, and think about that. Chase Cross is not is not on this list. And Chase Cross was a good quarterback as well. Uh, Carson Kruver as well, or any of the Austin Bramwell guys too. I mean, oh yeah, it's diff- It's very intriguing. Jack yeah. Esparza is also someone that I liked a lot from St. Michael's. He, he, let me see. I think he was second. Yeah, honorable mention. All state. Wow. Did he really? Yeah. Makata. Yeah, it's always, let me see. Where did, uh, I, where... I, I need to know how good that offense for second Baptist was. Cause I have no info on it because I think Grayson Kim has been that guy who's been that dude for that receiving position for so long, but I don't know who he hit, how good he was this year. Makata is a dog, you know, we know that. And even Dave, Davis Anderson caused SES some trouble when we played him. So I, the both are talented guys, but Jack Esparza and Joel Hutchin had over a thousand yards receiving and was third team all st- honorable mention all state. Yeah. And G- Gabriel Grubbs is, is honorable mention right here as well. On and Gabriel Grubbs, I get uh, that, but. Offense yeah. makes sense. Cause he's primarily a defensive player. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am. Yeah. Sorry. I'm looking. But that I just looked sense. at defense. I looked at defense. Then I scrolled up the offense. But yeah, that's actually that's actually kind of a good transition. We should look at defense now so we don't get too bogged up. Um, let's see. Oh, so that's second team. 
So first team, let's see anything pop oh, out at me. Or, no. Jackson, Jackson Perry being the fifth linebacker. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Uh, there, there's Gabriel Grubbs, the number <laughs> number two slot. Number, number two, yeah. That, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, that 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 looks a little bit better. Dude, that uh, second team, that second, not second team, that secondary all state list: Tyson yes. Flowers, Gabe Grubbs, uh, Jay Wilburn. Uh, Everett Skiller and William Nettles. That is a good, good class of secondary I, players. That's what stands that's out. That's insane. That's insane list right there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see anything else. We're going on second team. Oh, ooh, putting. Oh wait. Ooh, Max Makeda at second team secondary. Who do you jump him? Yeah. Uh, so you, you can't that's, ask that's, me that because I'm not that, putting someone down that's on, the this, thing. On, on on live air. But, but yeah, that's a good, that's always the question you have to ask is who jumps him. Also, Blaine Baird for for Fort Bend being second team secondary that is tough because he is good. I watched him live. I don't. I you know what? I'm not gonna say. I do have a person in mind that I definitely think that Blaine Baird jumps, but I don't slander people in this podcast. I'm a nice person, but I think Blaine Baird <laughs> deserves to be first team all state secondary. Just, just the guys that make both lists is just so incredible to me. Zeke Long make but made both lists. Uh, Gabriel Grubbs made both lists. I mean, guys like that that are doing this in D two, like that's special. Can I? Shout are... out, I want to shout out the punter Sam Stone from Psych Michael's. Oh, dude, is a dog, bro. He is. He's a dog, bro. I would like. I think it's hilarious that Austin St. Michaels and Austin Regis both have a stone kicker. I think that's elite. I think that I don't know if they're brothers. I don't think so. But like, the fact that that just like is a coincidence is you, hilarious. You think parents are sending their their uh, their kicking their kicking sons to opposite schools well, in Austin if, to if, go up against <laughs> each other? If one <laughs> one has one job, the other one you have to give the person like. If one's a class difference, oh, yeah. like, you got to give one to exactly. one school and the other one to the other. But oh, dude, at exactly. the um, at the St. Michael's Fort Bend game, um, Sam Stone, Sam, there was a bad snap to Sam Stone on a punt. It went way over his head. He snags at Odell with one hand, <laughs> brings it back down, cool, calm, and collected, and just punts the sucker like fifty yards. It was probably the single greatest punt I've ever seen in my life. I loved it. But we'll end. We'll end well, division. I want, two I want to say on. this. I want. To, I want to say two <laughs> things. Sorry, I. I just saw something. Derek Felder is honorable mention all state, and I think he had nine interceptions on the season. I don't know about that. And the, uh. the fifth. The fifth spot too. I, I. I want to make sure about that because that's what I think Max Prep says. I think he had like nine, but also. So he barely snuck in all state. Yeah. Tough. I guess you know hey. TCA didn't have a great postseason, so I get that. But it's it's intriguing to say the least. I I have to shout out the guys that go to my that went to my high school that I I actually don't even know these guys so that's pretty sad. But I we had three uh, Frisco uh, legacy players make you did the, yeah yeah we had three we had three on here we have uh, I'm just gonna shout them out Keegan Wessler um, and we have Ann Anderson Abink Abink. Uh, and then, oh, Wesley Norris, that's my uh, one of my best friends from high school's brother. So, yeah, hey, where are the Grace players at? I was about to say, first of all, it's a low blow, and I don't appreciate it. Second <laughs> of all, I can't believe there's not a sink. I'm, I'm done. I, I, I we've been through so many dark years recently. I gotta have, I gotta have light at the end of the tunnel soon. However, on that now depressing note, we will end Division Two and move on to Division Three. 
Um, I'm just going to talk from the quick notes I had. Jalen Tolton was second team all district, which I thought was really, really surprising for a kid that I thought was one of the breakout stars in that division. Braxton Townsend got first team all state from Lubbock Christian. Um, let's see. Tyler Prazak being honorable mention quarterback surprised me a little bit. I think he had a lot of hype going into the season. I haven't checked his stats, but, you know, Legacy Prep had a tough year. But I think he was someone when I saw him that I think had a had collegiate potential. He's got a great frame, and I just his name stood out to me on that list. Um, you know, Etta and Christian Wells both go first-team defense for Covenant. I mean, those are two guys that go hand-in-hand hand with that program that we talk about all the time. Not surprising at all to see them on that list. I actually – I need to see – yeah, Marcus Ramon Edwards was first-team All-State, obviously. He was actually in the second slot behind Cody Andrews from Cypress Christian, who we saw both of them play at the state game. But – Walker, I mean, Division Three. I looked through it outside of Talton. Actually, talk about what do you think about Talton getting um, second team All State behind Baxton Townsend? I would love to. I, I need to see Baxton's like his stats on the year because I mean, he was, I know he went off this year, so give him credit. So, but, and I think, you know, Lubbock went farther in the playoffs, so you can say that. And you can, you can do those routes, but I mean, Talton's, Talton's a dog, so don't. Don't get it twisted. I want to talk about Marcus Jimenez Cedillo, one of my favorite guys in Division Three. The wide receiver, 6'3", uh, 200 pounds, or around, no, like 6'3", something, from Holy Cross is a dog, and I will say it and say it and say it. Um, and I, I love that receiver. And he made second team All-State, which is ridiculous. I don't know who you put above him, or I don't know who you drop or anything like that, but I, I think he's a really good player. Um Caden Palladini has been a dog there for Pentigo for years. And getting second team all, all state for athlete is really, really good for him. And, you know, Adam Atwell got second team all state for punter or kicker, sorry. And he plays quarterback for there. And we don't give him enough love for how good they have it, like how good they are every single year. And he's That's one cool. of those, he's one of those guys who's led that team for the past couple of years. And you have to give him credit there. He won't, he won't, He's not the, you know, he's not probably a better quarterback than Prozac or, you know, Tolden or Townsend, but he is a good player and he's led that team for a, some big time wins over the couple of years to make, you know, the semifinals for the, you know, a while. So you have to give him credit, but yeah, I mean, everything kind of makes sense for D3. And, and I mean, that's all I really kinda, I can say right now. Ryan, anything stand out to you here from Division Three? I'm sorry. I just think it's so cool how guys can get like uh, Christian Wells, uh, literally athlete on honorable mention, bam, number one player on secondary of defense uh, for uh, first team all state. Like people don't realize that guys playing two sides of the ball and they're able to make two all state lists. You are an insane athlete at that point. I, I would like to make that very clear. Um but yeah, no, great, great. I think this is probably the best looking list so far, honestly. I don't know enough about some of these guys to argue whether some guys should be over others, but I mean, I don't really have a problem. The funny thing is I look at all these Grace Prep names and I recognize all of them. They all play basketball too. Every <laughs> last one of these guys plays basketball. Um, they're J- Jalen Talton, their quarterback plays basketball. Uh, uh, Kaden Lehu, uh, their receiver, plays basketball. They all play basketball. Uh, Wesley Barnes deserves to be first team All State based on name alone. And also, uh, just oh. 
scrolling through here, <laughs> Tyler schools uh, are yet again uh, down horrendous. In D3, not a single, by what I'm looking at, not a single Bishop Gorman uh, kid made the list, and one All Saints punter made honorable mention All State. Sweet Lord. Shout out, shout out Ethan Fainus. I mean, you are the only Tyler athlete to make division to make a division three all state list. You deserve your flowers. If I see if I see you at the WAXAP tournament, I will I will say what's up. Listen, man, it's been we're we're entering the dark. There was a time, there was a time long, long ago that we were East Texas was on the map in private school. And that time is kind of passing us by. But hopefully we come back. But that is a story for another time. I will do a full in-depth feature episode on the rise and fall of Tyler at some point a 30 for 30 it will it will be a 30 for 30 it, it'll be beautiful when i make it but now we transition to division four um like i said like walk you know what walker take it away go go compliment levi for all of us levi hancock everyone give him a round of applause everyone that's a great what a dog great. and you know what also Give a shout out to the center St. Paul boys. Zach Johnson won. Yeah. Noah Bodeker too. No, Noah Bodeker. What a what a and Zach Johnson. Yeah, that's Those guys are dogs. And you know, even the the running back for uh, Monster Sacred Heart. I'm not gonna pronounce his last name, but the number three position. Uh, very good player as well. Did everything for his team. And you know, DJ Matthews receiver wise, Hayden Tillery wise, all really good players. Burton is really good as well. Um. I think those are really good players. Um, looking else, looking else. By the way, that oh, back yeah. is Seth oh. Swarzynski, I think. Maybe I didn't butcher it. That's actually you're, you're I, for, I agree. <laughs> you ready for this? Ready for this math Let's right here it. for you? Oh, yeah. First team All-State running backs and state champions, Zach Johnson and Noah Budaker, both got first team All-State in their respective defensive categories. I was going to well. say that. Is, is, by what I remember, Zach Johnson at linebacker and Bodeker at secondary, right? Yes. Yeah. They both got number one. So keep in mind, they were one and two in running backs, and then they both just got one and one in linebackers and secondary. First hey, team. These, guys, oh, these guys are the best athletes in four in Division Four, without hey, a doubt. We have another Bodeker on the on the on the rise too. Sophomore up. Nate no. Bodeker is a second team All oh, State linebacker. Yes, yes, you're joking. That's, me. That, nope. that is awesome. No, nope. how did Nate I Bodeker, not? How did I not notice that? Number one, he's number one. Number one linebacker. Oh, well, listen, hang on. Team. There might not. There might not be any relation there. That could be. That could be completely coincidental. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're I'm sure there's a lot of. Bo- yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of Bodekers in Shiner, Texas, attending State <laughs> That hey, is give, can we shout- also give a shout out to the town of Shiner, Texas? Oh my god, oh state my in god. taps Yo. and also in UIL. Every you know, all that. Shiner, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh Zach Johnson actually he he uh he, he reached out and he goes, Yeah, well, Shiner is also in the state championship for UIL too. And I'm like, yeah, I told I told uh, y'all at the state championships, I'm like, I'm pretty sure everybody in this in the city of Shiner came to the TAPS championship, and then they all came two weeks later to the UIL championship. Everyone just loves everyone in that town. If they got Dude. the if they got the Brooks brothers from Shiner Tech from Shiner and brought them over to St. Paul, golly gee. Like, Dude, if 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 uh, if Douglas Brooks played for Shiner St. Paul, if they had the one-two of him and Zach Johnson, oh my oh, gosh, that would be unstoppable. You couldn't stop that. <laughs> Disgusting. But oh. I mean, outside of that, I mean, everything seems to pretty much make sense here. I mean, y'all agree? Yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I'd say so. We're going to have some D4 parents be like, oh, no, this didn't make sense. And, you know, I understand that. But we, it's hard to know every single division in this, uh, for TAPS. Exactly. But with the conclusion of that, that actually closes out our analysis of the All-State list. And now we roll out the red carpet for a segment that we return for the first time in roughly a year, the Ryan Schroeder basketball extravaganza. Ryan, I just rolling out the red carpet. Take it away. I'll take a step back. Yeah. So I know we actually we did. I'm pretty sure I went a little rundown in the last episode. I I, I think I gave us a, a really short rundown in the last episode. So I'm just gonna say right now, I, I went to the the roundup over in McKinney. I literally just got back probably 15 minutes before we. I, I got out of the car and walked upstairs, and we're doing the podcast. If, if, that, if that gives you any idea. Um, so yes, and uh, it was great. It was a great tournament. Uh, literally, it w- it had only seven teams in it after some teams backed out. But the matchup to see was um, McKinney versus Grace Prep um, because you know McKinney is is in my mind who I thought like I, I didn't know a lot about them until I saw them a couple weeks ago. Uh, and, and they're a good team. They're a very, very, very good team. And I, I want to make sure I give a credit to every single guy that deserves credit on that team. So, you know, the really, the really good playmakers on the McKinney team are uh, Bobby McWard, who has been a player for, I mean, this man has been putting up threes. He, he shot today in the uh, three-point contest. He won the three-point contest, by the way. And the max amount of points you could have in the three-point contest. So you shot five five different sections around the hoop and then you got one point for everyone you make and then you got three points if you made like the special shot whatever so i'm pretty sure that he he scored 17 22 and 23 and i think he only made like that that three-point shot once for like the the bonus shot so he's making 20 out of 25 threes most of the time which is just like that's insane to do that at a high school level um but yeah and then him and then his boy uh, who plays right alongside him uh, is uh, is one of the best in I'd say in taps. His name's Josh Thrower. Josh Thrower put up numbers this weekend. I mean, he finished with uh, in this patent in the championship game. He finished with 19 points, seven rebounds, four assists, four steals, one block. Bobby finished with 18 points, four made threes, two rebounds, two assists. And the guys went off there. They're great. Uh, and then the guys that all won, uh, then Jalen Wheeler was another guy that got that and uh, got the all tournament honors. All these guys are great. Um, and I think they, that was a great understanding for, for how I could just learn how good this McKinney team is. Uh, Grace Prep on a 4A scale, though, was a great team. I got to see them play throughout uh, this, uh, this tournament. But it was good to see how these guys play together. Some guys to keep in mind are Johnny Jameson. Johnny Jameson's a guy. Uh, he's new this year, a very, very good player. Uh, he almost plays like a center, but he can shoot kind of position. It's almost like a Carl Anthony Towns, um, but like, you know, almost like a little bit more uh, agility with that. And then uh, Isaiah Thompson, a super underrated player, is was a stud. He was making threes um, like nobody's business and totally deserved that all-tournament team spot. Um, another guy that I have to give credit to, if I can, if I can find where it is on here, um yeah what's called justin mcnelkin is an absolute great player 
Um, he is another guy on that um, Grace Prep team. But the other guys in this tournament, uh, four with All Saints and all of them, I, I don't really know a lot about all of them, but it was a great tournament. Um, about a week ago, I got to go down to St. Mark's versus uh, Bishop Lynch, and that was such a great game. I, I, I'm really glad I got to go down there. It was a last-second thing, and I, I just showed up, and I was like, I was like, you know what? I want to see St. Mark's. I want to see Bishop Lynch. I was like, how, what What all would it take for me just to get my butt down there and just see these games? And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm really glad I did because it was really enjoyable getting to see these guys play. Uh, Bishop Lynch is just an outstanding team. Uh, Bishop Lynch, th- these guys are dogs. And the number one guy that I want to give credit to is Logan Epps. Logan Epps is just an absolute playmaker. He had 16 points, three assists, and three blocks in the game that I described in the game that I saw against a really talented St. Mark's team. And he basically is the leader of this offense. The coach puts the ball in his hands at all time. Absolute great player. Sean Cowley is another guy on that team. That's great. He had 12 points that night. Braxton Teal was another good guy. He had nine points and five assists. Definitely a good facilitator on the offense. And then the opposite end of the four uh, for St. Mark's SPC, we're going here. Corvin Opera. Corvin Opera played amazing. Uh, he had 17. And then his boy, uh, Tate Lakazowski, um, he's a really, really tall uh, you know, uh, almost like I'm gonna say six, seven, six, eight. I'm gonna see what his bio says. It says he's six, eight in his bio, but super tall, super lengthy, can shoot the ball. And I actually said next Kristaps Porzingis because he just has that build straight up. So, uh, 12 points for him was it played absolutely incredible. And I, I was able to get a you know a little interview with the coach after the game. Very, very good. Uh, very, very good game in general. The 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 also the Saint Marks. Uh, student section goes crazy is what i'll say that that was definitely something fun to see but uh, i want to make sure i get to, get to go see more games uh i'm looking back at it december 6 i want to go see yeah mckinney christian played the first time and bobby had 20 and three uh uh zeke uh what's called uh uh zeke long had 19 and uh 19 points and four assists when i went to go see him on december 6 so zeke long's another great team for mckinney but yeah, a lot of great players uh, that I've gotten to see so far, but that's not the end of it. I, I want to make sure that I give recognition to everybody that has been playing so far. I want to see more teams. Um, I, I, a stat that I know off the top of my head, Bosianakis or Basinicus out in uh, uh, played out in Las Vegas this weekend. They played in the uh, Tarkasian, Tark, Tark, whatever you call it, out in uh, Nevada. And he scored 39 points on like a national, like a national schedule stage. So um, big shout out to him. That forward team is looking to go back to the, to the um, five AC championship where they would see Woodlands again. I've, I've heard that uh, uh, Austin Benini has been putting it up again in Woodlands. He's been doing very well out there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if who comes out of the north and 5a will it be a mckinney christian with all these dogs here that i just saw win this tournament or will it be a fort christian who's played a lot of you know national teams and uil you know uil teams i mean literally they have a uh they have a 7 and 13 record right now but you wouldn't no that doesn't mean anything brooke hill has a 14 and 2 record and i'm telling you right now i think fort fort worth could kill brook hill you know it's just because teams teams play different schedules and fort worth has just decided we're going to play an entirely national schedule so 
Um, leadership prep, I don't know how to describe them. They're like T-Cal. So if we're going to give some T-Cal love here, I'll, I'll give it. Oh, y'all don't uh, know Michael about T-Cal. That's, that's my domain. That, that's that's homeschools that I watch. When I watch my friends at ETCA, I know T-Cal. T-Cal, I'll just say Michael Roberts. Michael Roberts is a very great player. He was a six-foot-six man uh, who's absolutely getting buckets in that tournament, and he actually made the all-tournament team as well. So um, if you go on, um, I, I, you know what? You know what? You know what? I'm going to make it known. We're, we're about to do something crazy here. We're about to do something oh. crazy. You're, you're all ready for this? All right. I'm ready. So we are obviously not the – what's called Texas private school football guy, right? We're not a Texas private school football guy, but I'm going to tell everybody right now, if you didn't already know, I am the Texas private school basketball guy. Oh my on, gosh. On are you? Dude, yeah, are no, you sure I know. It's crazy this on the YouTube channel. I don't I thought we we're keeping this on the wraps. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> kind of crazy that I'm it, but I'm pretty sure people can figure that out when they go to the games and they see me take their picture and then it pops up online. But <laughs> if you didn't know that already, that's who I am. So now with that, me saying that, um, it's at Texas uh, private. If it's at Zach TX private BB guy on Twitter. Um, but if you go there, my pin tweet gives me out my preseason picks for uh, state champions. And I said, six, a was going to be John Paul. The second I said, five, a was going to be Woodlands. I said, four, a was going to be grace prep. And I said, um, green Hill is going to be SBC. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not really, I'm not really growing away from any of those, honestly. I think Woodlands would be the only one where I'm skeptical about MCA now, McKinney Christian. But the rest of these, I think I'm still sticking with it. I think JP2, Grace Prep, and Green Hill are still pretty much favorites to win. So, um, yeah, I've seen St. Mark's play, and I've seen Bishop Lynch play, but I still think John Paul II and Green Hill are just going to overpower them. So, yeah, that's my little spiel um and a little bit of information about if you wanted to go check out more you can look at all the stuff on the texas private school basketball guy i literally posted more than i think i needed to this weekend but you're welcome to go check it out if you are a basketball person no i mean that that's about as in-depth of a early season review is you're going to find pretty much anywhere on taps basketball. I mean, shout out to you, Ryan. I mean, you've really been, I mean, the past couple of weeks, you've really been putting in the work, getting, making the rounds, watching all the tournaments. I mean, not, not a lot of people do that. So I will say for all of taps basketball, thank you. I'm sure that's yeah, very much appreciate appreciated. Appreciate it. <laughs> and I'll tell you, tell, tell where you're going, tell where you're going to go this week. Oh, so I will be at the TJC, that is Tyler Junior College annual Wagstaff tournament uh, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Brook Hill and All Saints Episcopal are playing in that tournament. I really want to see uh, how Brook Hill and All Saints both are, especially Brook Hill. They started off 17 and 2, but as we look at their schedule, there's not a lot of prominent opponents that they played. And I really want to see if they're the real deal. They're going to play some decent competition here. And I'm very excited to see how they turn out. We will also, me and a couple of buddies will also be going to uh, Grace Community where they play at Bishop Gorman. Bishop Gorman has a great tradition and it will be very interesting to see if they can beat Grace again. They are a division below Grace. They've already beaten Grace once this year. It was a pretty big upset. We'll see if they can do it again. So I'm really excited to go and cover East Texas private school basketball to kind of round out uh pretty much the coverage because you know i mean dfw uh basketball gets covered a ton because there's a lot of media but east texas can fall under the radar but i'm excited to go watch all of those teams but with that being said that's actually all the information we have i mean 
Walker, is there any final thoughts you want to give on the award show and how all of that is coming to fruition in the next week or so? Yeah, uh, but I also want to shout out my Eagle basketball. They're like 11 and five right now. So okay. shout out to those guys. Uh, I might go co- go watch a game or something. I don't know. Anyways, but back to the point at hand. Oh, yes, Ryan. I was going to say, me and Walker might be at the um, Lake Country Tournament in Fort Worth. So if you're going to be playing in that, come say hi to us. Or if, you, if you're if you a Lake Country football player, I know they all showed up last year just to watch guys play. So if you're a Lake Country football player and you want to talk to me and Walker, we'll be at the we, – we should. That's a quote. Don't quote me on that. We should be there for maybe a couple of games, if, if not the, uh, most of the tournament. Yep. Uh, but for award show wise, I mean, I kind of already explained it in the beginning, but switching it up a little bit, adding more awards, semifinalists should come out soon. If you haven't send in your stats, especially for the schools that don't put their stats on max preps, um, we're, we're something in the works where you don't even have to worry about max preps next year. Uh, that's something in the works, but, uh, yeah, uh, promote it. Love it. If anyone wants to sponsor, hit me up. I already have a lot of people interested, and I really appreciate that. And if I haven't responded back to you, I will. Um, it's just Christmas time, so we're trying to actually spend time with family and not worry about this too much. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. I appreciate everything. Like I, You know, with high school football f- officially done with last week, I was at – I think I went to 32 games this year in total – and I, I at least covered at least 20 something. So, I mean, uh, it, it's been always a wild ride. I've almost, I think I had like 90 something now in the past three years. So it's, I've, I've done a lot of games. It's a lot of fun. I wouldn't trade in the world for anything else in the world. So uh, I love the community we're building and I'm excited for the future. It's a beautiful thing. Walker, before we go, I'm going to put you on the spot. What is your favorite song off of Nectar? Uh, Nectar. Uh, um. <laughs> You know, I really like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make sure it's a. Uh, I want to think it's called Afterthought. Afterthought's good. I want to. Uh, yeah, Afterthought. I'm more of a. I, I think like you do. Like you do might be the best song on there. It's it's sad boy season. Oh, but, bro, <laughs> sad boy season. Oh, that that's a great song. I ain't gonna lie. In full effect, Ryan. Have you listened to Nectar? You want to weigh in on the discussion? I, I have not. I actually heard Me it on too. the podcast the other day that 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 it's a really awesome uh, album. But I need to need to go listen to it. Oh yeah, here's your question of the day. Pre for any basketball, baseball, football. Pre-game song, what's your go-to song? Let us know down below. I would they love were, to hear it. They were playing some jams at the roundup to today. I was I like I would it, it was during a break and I would be like jam my head as I'd be go take a picture of the scoreboard. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. No, you know, so I know I just embarrassed myself, but there you go. That's that, that, that for everybody that was wondering. But with all that being said. I have been one third of your hosting crew, Wes Tolleson, Walker Lott, and Ryan Schroeder have, as always, excellently been themselves. We will see you in the next episode with the semifinalists for the Texas Private School Podcast Second Annual Award Show. See you later.